Thank you for tuning in today for this special Encore presentation of His GPS for your SOS. We pray that these encouraging words will enrich and bless your day. Your identity in Christ. As readers of God's Word and followers of Christ, we know we are truly created in God's image. We are told this in Scripture. In Genesis 1.26, we read, Then God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our likeness. But our sin nature and our brokenness have distorted that perfection. Someday, when we are restored in the new Jerusalem, we will again mirror that perfection. In the meantime, we can choose daily to ask God to help us come up higher when we are pretty sure we're looking more like our imperfect selves than something fashioned in His glorious image. The first step in that process involves repenting of our wrongdoings, asking His forgiveness, and letting His sweet, inimitable grace wash over us. Only then do we have a hope of becoming what Paul refers to in 1 Corinthians 11 as a new creation. The more we continue to draw close to Him, the more we truly begin to discover our true identity. In Romans 6, 6, we are told that our old self was crucified with Christ so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. That redemptive action marks the beginning of our new identity process. Today, marketing experts are very intentional when they select colors, images, icons, and phrases to brand businesses and individuals. These visuals help the spending public understand the message advertisers are trying to convey. Perceptions do matter. It's just as important to convey who you are as it is to steer away from pretending to be someone else entirely. Once when I was shopping with a friend, I saw a top that I thought would look really cute on her. I presented it to her, and she stated flatly, that's not who I'm trying to be. Her statement was both telling and hilarious. She knew who she was, and the top wasn't conveying any of that. As we go through life, we grapple with questions about who we're trying to be. But even in times of reinvention, we want to ensure that we are committed to marrying who God is in the midst of it. That means we must remain committed to being clothed in Christ, as we are told in Galatians 3.27. In 1 Corinthians 6.19, we also read that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. These bodies, when they belong to God, are wrapped in the garments of salvation, a robe of righteousness. As we attend to our reflection— We must also make sure that we are identifying with the joy of belonging to God. Our emotional state must also be on solid footing. Our joy is made complete when we complete it by being of the same mind, having the same love, as we are reminded in Philippians 2.2. When we make the mistake of identifying with our suffering or circumstances, we miss the blessing God has in mind for our lives. You've no doubt heard of the Witness Protection Program. The government essentially trades information about criminal activity enabled or, in part, committed by a witness who gets a fresh anonymous start in society for his informant participation. In a way, that's kind of what Jesus does when he offers the sinner redemption. All sinners, though, have to admit their wrongdoing. By his grace alone, we are given a new identity. Join me in committing to continually renewing our identities in the only thing that's permanent this side of eternity. I'd like to read this installment from my third devotion book, The Vault Door, which comes out later this fall. Security in Our Identity in Christ I remember the first time I traveled to New York as a reporter to cover the fashion shows. I'd received the beautiful invitations at my office months before and could hardly believe that my name had been printed on the envelopes mailed from some of America's most prestigious fashion houses. 
Back in the 80s, if you weren't simply a wealthy socialite or celebrity, the seating hierarchy was based on the size and importance of your newspaper or magazine. Sometimes the designer held more than one show to accommodate everyone who needs to be included. Yet even with the multiple showings, some reporters from smaller towns were inevitably left out. As a reporter from Houston, I did not make the A-list for the first show for Calvin Klein, though many of my friends possessed that coveted ticket. I can still remember the feeling of not belonging as my friends shuffled out of the show and went off to write their stories, trying to remain unruffled. I went to the second show that immediately followed the first. After it was all over, I was filing out and the third show invitees were nudging past me. I then noticed the once-coveted invites littered the floor, now little more than an elegant layer of refuse. Unlike Calvin Klein, God structures entrance to his celestial surroundings around a framework of inclusion rather than exclusion. We are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, as we learn in 1 Peter 2.9. Christ lives in us, as we learn in Galatians 2.20. We are God's chosen ones, and that's from Colossians 3.12. He has put his seal on us, as we learn in 2 Corinthians 1.21, and our names are engraved in the book of life, Romans 17.8. Our invite cannot be rescinded once we genuinely and authentically commit ourselves to Jesus Christ with our whole heart. As those who identify with Christ, we must make it our mission to share the good news of inclusiveness with those who have not yet RSVP'd to Him. We learn in Matthew 22 of the wedding banquet of the guest who tried to crash the party. Though we are assured of our identity in Christ, once we commit to Him, there won't be any wedding crashers in heaven. Our Good Shepherd knows His sheep. In Matthew 25, 31-46, we learn He'll divide invited sheep from wedding crasher goats. While Jesus died for the sins of all mankind, both sheep and goats, each must decide whether or not to accept his invitation for salvation and eternal glory. Each will be accountable for accepting or denying an identity in Christ. No one will be able to ignore the invitation or slip in later. We must RSVP for ourselves and tell others about the host and all he offers to those identifying with him. And the keys to kingdom living are We are included with and identify with Jesus. And the doorpost is to all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God, and you have received the Spirit of adoption as sons. And that's from Romans 8, 14 to 15. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of His GPS for your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her blogs can be found on her website, cindyyorks.com. Her entire Door Devotion trilogy is now available on Amazon.